Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as he always does when we record these podcasts, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. When Dick Gibson was a little boy, he was not Dick Gibson. <laughs> uh, and today we're going to sort of discuss one of our favorite topics, yes. but you're about to reveal... Uh, long-time listeners will know why this is going to be a difficult one. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, first of all, this comes to us courtesy of a little Facebook feedback. Yippee! This comes from Arthur. He says, hey, guys, I was wondering if you could maybe do a podcast on the Raspberry Pi mm. computer. Pi. Pi. I love pie. Pie is awesome. Yes, both the number and the food, especially when the food and the number converge. Yes, because it is, in this case, raspberry pie is spelled P-I like the number, but it has raspberry like the delicious fruity filling that we mm. all love. Mm. Mm. 
So, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. is not the next build of Android. No, no. In fact, it's specifically not Android. But, you know, Jonathan, were you, do you remember the, the episode we recorded not too long ago about, uh, Commodore 64? I do recall such an episode. <laughs> we're laughing to ourselves because uh, uh, in recording time, we did that last week. So, you know, the, the episodes will be spaced out, so it's not that cl- close together. But yeah, anyway. but don't worry. We're already spaced out enough as it is. Absolutely. Now, one of the things we touched on in the Commodore 64 episode was that this was uh, – that machine sold a lot of, of uh, computers to yeah. a lot of people. And one of the things that people did with those, especially young people, and they, it was fun to – Create your own programs. Yeah, to learn exactly how programming works. In fact, the Commodore 64 was the best-selling computer of all time, if you look at a very specific model of computer. Yes. So the Commodore 64 sold, I think it was 17 million units, which was pretty incredible for a single device. Especially given the the time at which it was sold and uh, um, the price at which it sold. Uh, that was not the heyday of computing, but it's really sort of started the whole snowball uh, rolling. And for a lot of people, uh, people who create your favorite software, games and, and other programs, uh, a lot of them sort of cut their teeth on the, the Commodore 64. Not Which was easy literally. to do because those were really big, oh, bulky, heavy machines. I knew he was going to say that. Uh, no, they, were, they, they got their feet wet programming. Let's use a different analogy. Yeah, that, which, by the way, I do not recommend, recommend when you're using electrical devices. I knew as soon as I said that. Okay. So uh, actually the, the, the device we're talking about now, the Raspberry Pi, is created to do really very much the same thing. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's a great backstory to this device. That's, that's what I think is the really compelling part of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the device itself is awesome, too. But, yes. But the reason behind it is is fantastic. So... Over in jolly old England, across mm-hmm. the pond, and I promise I'm not going to do my terrible fake English accent today, uh, a fellow by the name of Eben Upton, mm-hmm. who worked in admissions at Cambridge University and also would do lectures there, mm-hmm. he noticed a disturbing trend. Yes. Incoming students who are interested in studying computer science seem to be ha- to have a... a less of a grasp on the way computers work than previous generations of students. Mm-hmm. So in other words, as time has gone on, people, the incoming classes seem to be more ignorant of the way computers work than the previous class, which, yeah. you know, you'd think that's odd because we're in a world where computers are much more pervasive than they ever have been before to the point where you might have a computer in your pants pocket as a smartphone or a tablet on your on your desk, or or even the device you're listening to right now might very well be considered a computer. Well, lot, computers are in lots of things. Computers are in your car and in your fridge and in all sorts of other stuff. But the thing is, uh, today's computers, com- the computer computer, the one that sits on, on your desktop or a laptop or desktop machine, um, those computers just work. Yeah, and they and do for everything people, for you. Yeah, yeah. So back back when we were talking about the old Commodore sixty four days, those were days where you're using a, a interface where it's all text based. You're typing stuff into the computer to get it to do things, mm-hmm. and people were wondering, well, wait, how does this work? How does how does what I type in translate into this action? And how can I create my own programs knowing that there's this one language I can use to build something that that 
you know, when you execute a command, it does something kind of cool. And you got a lot of people getting into it and sort of a hobbyist level. Right. Well, those people, when they would go to school, some of them would say, you know, I loved tinkering with that stuff. I want to learn more about it. This is what I'm going to pursue as a career. Mm -hmm. And they became that generation of computer engineers and scientists. Well, the problem is that we've got these devices that are now so sophisticated and do so much for us that that level of tinkering has been taken out. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to tinker with a device that's running, say, a, a, a sophisticated graphics uh, graphic user interface. Right. You know, you can't. You're not seeing the underlying programming that's making this all go, and you might very well not have very much exposure to it. And in fact, Upton's point was that he said that. The students he was encountering, most of them had little to no understanding of any programming. If they had anything, it was HTML uh, programming, which is not really programming. HTML is a markup language. It it changes the way stuff looks, mm-hmm. but it's not truly a programming language. Right. You know, if I may be permitted an analogy, I think it's sort of like somebody going to say, you know what? I want to become a mechanic. And somebody goes, okay, so y- you have a car. Uh, what makes it go? Uh, well, I step on the gas and it makes it go. Yeah, but what about the engine? What about the yeah, parts of an engine? Yeah, and they go, I, I don't, I don't know. I know that stepping I'm, on the gas makes it move forward. I know that I put the groceries in the trunk and right. at the other end, there's something. Exactly. I don't know. And that was, that was Upton's point was that students only had a very superficial understanding of computers. They had nothing. And it's, it seemed like it was getting worse each year. Yeah. Now, I mean, you you have computers now um, that come with programming languages built into the computer. When you take it home and unwrap it and take it out of the box, it's got that stuff. But a lot of people don't even mess with it. And, right. and he wanted um, he wanted people to be able to get started programming in a very inexpensive way. Yeah. And so he, Upton realized, and it, it's this is all stated on the Raspberry Pi. Uh, Pie. Oh my uh, it's, it's stated on, so their, on their webpage. Uh, so if you go to the webpage, you can actually read this whole story mm-hmm. that we're summarizing here. But um, Upton's point was that he knows that access does not automatically solve a problem. No. Right? But that without access, you can't solve a problem. Exactly. And so one of the things he thought would be important is to try and create a very, very low-cost computer mm-hmm. that would give people the opportunity to really play with programming in a way that hasn't been seen since the days of the Commodore 64 and other computers of that era. Yes, yes. And so he set out to try and create as an affordable a computer as possible. This is essentially – it's a nonprofit approach. It's a charity approach to this. Yes, um, to so that you could get as many of them into schools and into private hands as possible so that people, kids mostly, could really get their hands on some programming. And perhaps this would inspire the next generation of computer engineers. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're talking about the possibility of a buy one, send one approach in right. the future. Um, they, they, As the time we're recording this in January 2012, they just started manufacturing these devices probably within the last... 
uh, six to eight weeks, yeah, from and, what I understand. And you, and so they're still you, pretty new. And if you go to the shop, they are not actually in the shop. The only thing that's in the shop right now are stickers, stickers for keyboards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but uh, they might they might send one later. Uh, a lot of the, uh, the places like uh, one laptop per child. Yeah. Do that where you can you can purchase a machine for someone else who may not otherwise be able to afford one, and they will send it out and and help somebody get started, and, which I think is is a, a nice idea. Yeah, and Raspberry Pi does the same thing pie. where you can choose Pi. Mm, where you can choose to actually send it to, uh, uh, you know, yes. instead of purchasing one for yourself, you just spend the money in order for yeah. someone else to have this device. So let's talk about what the device actually is. Well, the device, um, if, if you're looking for something, if you're one of those people who looks at a computer and it just works, uh, this device may be kind of mystifying to you because it doesn't have a case. Yeah. It looks like a, a circuit board, circuit board yeah. um, with stuff on it. Yep. It's, it's kind of interesting. It is, it is, it's the heart of a computer, but it's a tiny, tiny size. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think I have the, the, um, the diagram the, looks, it looks like this. I'll, I'll hold it up to the mic. Yeah. Maybe you can, okay, Everyone you can take a look around. at it at the uh, Raspberry Pi site. Right. No, um, I was going to, I was going to actually give the, um, oh. the measurements okay. uh, of it. And, uh, 85.6 millimeters by 53.98 millimeters. And that's length and width. Depth and 17 is millimeters for the depth. 17. Call. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's, uh, it's tiny. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about the size of a, I don't know, a smartphone, a, a phablet. Yeah, it's the size. Of, oh, I hate that. <laughs> you did that just to yes, see the I vein did. twitch in my forehead. It's um, it's got it's got a few um interfaces soldered onto the board. Yep. Um, of course, it's got a, it's got a processor chip, a Broadcom BCM twenty eight thirty five ARM chip. It's seven hundred megahertz. Yep, it's not the fastest thing in the world, um, but it does have an RCA video out, an audio jack, um, USB two. Uh, an Ethernet jack on one of the two. They have an A and a B model. Yeah. Um, they have an HB, HDMI uh, port, yep. uh, micro USB for power, and yep. an SD card slot. It also will work on batteries. Yes, yes. Four double A's, I think, is mm-hmm. what it will work on. But you can also use the micro uh, USB and plug in a cable mm-hmm. and either plug that into another device or into a wall yeah. to power it. So it's got um, no monitor in, installed, though you can hook it up to one. It's got... Uh, um, no, you know, it's got networking capabilities. Yep. No Wi-Fi. It weighs 45 grams or one-tenth of a pound. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a few LEDs to tell you how it's working. Um, yep. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, so essentially what you would do with this thing is, uh, let's say that you have the Model A. Okay. Okay. So you would use an HDMI out probably for yeah. it to go out to a television or a monitor. And then you would use uh, a three and a half millimeter headphone jack. You would plug your headphones in so you could get sound. Although I, uh, with HDMI, that's going to carry sound too. So you could actually have sound straight through the monitor if your monitor has um, speakers in it. Mm-hmm. So if you're using a television, you could just use the TV speakers. Uh, you would also use a USB keyboard uh, and plug mm-hmm. that into it. And then you've got your keyboard uh, user interface. If you wanted to have a mouse, then what you would need to do is get a USB hub. Uh-huh. Plug that or, into, or a keyboard that has ports on it. Right. What? In which case, the keyboard itself is a hub. Um, but Come anyway, on. you got you got to have a USB hub, possibly in the shape of a keyboard, <laughs> and then you can plug your mouse into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing is, that it doesn't have a hard drive on it. Nope. But you could get a doesn't have a clock on it either. Yeah, you could get an external hard drive and and plug that into it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You would have the the using a using a lot of existing technology. You might have to actually go out and buy the keyboard. The funny thing is, the keyboard might actually cost more than the 
Raspberry Pi. It, it depends on the. Because oh. uh, yeah, the the two models, the Model A that has no Ethernet is twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. The Model B that has Ethernet is a princely thirty five dollars. Ah, uh, okay. Bringing the princely back. Yep. There there was a Model T, and you could get it in any color as long as it's black. <sighs> That's a Ford joke. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh, so yeah, the the two models, uh, twenty five and thirty five dollars. That's incredibly affordable for 
a fully functional computer. And you might wonder, well, what does this computer run? Uh, these are designed to run uh, specific Linux distros. Yes. So we're not talking Windows or the Mac OS or, or even certain – uh, Linux distributions like Ubuntu do not work with it yet. It doesn't run Android yeah, origi- at the moment. Originally, it was going to run Ubuntu, but then Ubuntu realized the people behind Ubuntu realized that they were not hitting their schedule properly. So they knew that they they were not going to be able to build in support for Raspberry Pi. Mm. Uh, they they did the top. It did sound like that's something that Canonical, the company behind uh, Ubuntu and other distributions of Linux, are are working on. Yeah, but the, it's not currently available. The specific ones that are available at launch are Debian, Fedora, and Arch Linux. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are the three that can work right off the top of the, the as soon as it ships. Yeah. And, and there have been some beta ones sent out already. Mm-hmm. It also sounded like it's possible that they that it that. The makers of Raspberry Pi mm, uh, would be willing to accept uh, Android, but they're not going to port it themselves. Somebody else, if, if somebody else does it, they'll be cool with that. Yeah. But, in other words, it's, this is a very open source kind of approach where the community is going to provide a lot of the actual uh, content and, and functionality uh, beyond just the basics that mm-hmm. the that the foundation that has been created to do this will yeah. will do. Also, yeah. the Model A and Model B, I should mention, they also have different uh, amounts of memory. Yes. Model A is 128 megabytes of memory. Model B is 256 megabytes of memory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think the Model B actually has two USB ports. Yes. Uh, which could be good because you could plug in a, a Wi-Fi dongle into uh, uh, you know one of the Raspberry Pi. Devices um, to uh, to give it Wi-Fi connectivity, but it's not built into the to the board. Yeah, yeah, that's the nice thing about USB, right? Is that the there's so many different peripherals yeah. that use that standard uh, that can really extend the functionality of any computer, but particularly for something like this, where uh, it's just a very creative approach to solving this problem. So, uh, yeah, the the whole goal here is that you get this device in as many hands as possible and. The Linux distros are designed in such a way that, uh, that they do kind of harken back to that Commodore 64 day mm-hmm. where it's, it's, it requires a certain level of investment on the part of the user to learn how the system works and, and to really kind of explore it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the whole purpose of this is not, you know, it's not just that it's a, a cheap computer that can get into the hands of people. The, the ultimate purpose is to inspire people to really Look into programming and learn more about it, and and possibly become the next you know genius programmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mainly they're going to be working with uh, the Python programming language. Yeah, but uh, there are also other languages supported, including Basic. <laughs> uh, although it's uh, from what I understand, it's a, a form of Basic called BBC Basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the C programming language and Perl. Ah, okay. So um, uh, there will be other languages probably added in. Support will be added in later. Uh, and uh, it's any programming language. The, the the limitation is that the programming language has to have support for Linux, mm-hmm. because that's the operating system, and for ARM the processor. processors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because not every programming language works with every processor. Nope. Um, it's one of those tricky things about computers is that, you know, you've – just when you think you got it all figured out, you realize that there's a hardware limitation. Yeah, but those those languages that you mentioned, for the most part, are um, uh, processor neutral. Yeah, I mean those, those uh, you know Python, C, Perl, those are they're all you know cross platform. Yeah. Um, 
And you might be saying, well, you know, you guys, that sounds pretty cool and all, but, uh, you know, for the general public, why is that interesting? Well, for one thing, it gives more people a chance to try out computer programming inexpensively. I mean, this is something that if you've always wanted to do, this could be a, a cool way to get into, uh, uh, to hacking and learning how to write your own software and how computers work. I mean, this is, this is an, an inexpensive way to get your, your, uh, not your feet wet. You're, 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 you could dive into, you could try programming. Okay. But, um, but yeah, there, there's also another audience that, uh, again, uh, the Raspberry Pi people are not discouraging at all. And those are the people who already know how to do this stuff, but want to try making something else out of this little computer. And one of the things I've already seen them do is messing with XMBC. Yeah. Which is a media center. It's an open source media center. Um, and, uh, it, it's available again. This is cross platform. You can build your own, um, you remember that was a podcast from a long time ago, building your own, uh, uh, media, media center. center. Yeah. Um, but this, and this, uh, operating system works for, uh, existing machines, Linux, Windows, Mac OS 10, um, works on all of them, but they've seen XMBC running on a Raspberry Pi. Um, so the question is, what can makers do with this device? We talked about the Arduino and, and the microcontroller yeah. board. This is another device like that, exactly. In, in this, the way that you can, I would say this is this is to computers what Arduino is to circuits. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I've already heard about people who are interested in robotics using yes. this as a component in in uh, their next robot. Yeah. I also saw a video online of a guy who had. Created a uh, essentially what what amounts to an Apple TV mm-hmm. using this, where he could he could push video from an iPad to a television through the Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. Pi. Mm. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I mean, there the the applications are numerous. So and and the nice thing is at twenty five or thirty five dollars a pop, it's a really affordable component. I mean, you're talking about hobbies that. You know, hobbyists in these areas are sometimes accustomed to spending multiple hundreds of dollars sure. on on projects. So when you suddenly have like the brains of your project is twenty five or thirty five dollars, that opens up a lot of opportunities. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high speed data Wi Fi hotspot with AT and T in car Wi Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. 
and you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Yeah, I mean, even if you went down to the computer store and you said, I want to build a computer, um, yeah, I'm going to need a case going, you're for never my computer. Going to have a computer cheaper than $35. No, no. And um, I believe they're also talking about a case. So if that, that's yeah. putting you off. Yeah, there's no there, case right worry. now, but that there are plans for that on. in the future. Yeah, so it's because uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing some folks have said, like, well, it looks a little kludgy. Like it looks a little like you know you've got this hardware showing that mm-hmm. to some people just seems a little weird. Like it looks e, like a naked circuit board. Yeah, it looks like looks like someone went crazy and took a radio apart or something, and now there's just these pieces sitting around. So uh, there is talk about creating uh, a case. Although I'm sure there's going to be uh, plenty of people out there who are going to the the folks that I think really this appeals to are the same ones who will go out and build their own cases. Mm-hmm. Who Probably. will you know you'll end up seeing like some really crazy interesting. Uh, variations on cases for the Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. Pi. Uh, uh, I've, I've already seen a Lego-based case. Yeah? Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Of course that makes you, perfect sense to me. Yeah. Of course, you don't want to uh, completely seal it off because you've got to not only provide access to the ports, but also provide a little cooling, um, make sure a little air can get to it. But um, but yeah, I mean, for considering it will take wired or wireless connections, and I'm including power in that, um, you can do all kinds of things with this little device. Yeah. Um, and possibly get a whole new generation of people interested in what it takes to uh, to learn programming and learn what you can do with computers of all kinds. Um, you know, I think this is an excellent opportunity and a great idea. Um, and the nice thing is too that all the hackers will, uh, who are buying up the machines will also provide money for the charity side, um, who can then, uh, possibly distribute these to people who are just getting started, who may not necessarily have the money to, to get involved. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a really cool idea. And I, you know what? I, I can predict already that I'm going to pick one of these up yeah, as soon I as so. I can because, I mean, f- for $35, how can I not? Yeah. And, uh, I, it would be, just be cool to have something where I could, you know, have a device specifically where I, I'm learning to program, maybe do a couple of these hacks, uh, 
and uh, and just sort of experiment with it. You know, use it for what it was intended for, really, yeah. to to, yeah. to learn about programming. And uh, frankly, I've I've while I know about programming, I've never really gotten into it on a deep level. Back when I was a kid, I started getting into it with Basic. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, me too. Uh, but you know, I I never went far beyond the program that when you tell it to run, it prints out a picture of a cake or something, or maybe a pie. Maybe a pie. But, I was uh, trying to avoid it because I think at this point, if people have been counting up how many times we've said <laughs> pie, they've got to be exhausted by now. Well, you know, we'd have to stick with that because the cake is a lie. Yes, that's true. So, uh, no, the but cake it's is just, a lie. <laughs> this is this is seriously nifty stuff. Yeah. Um, and and these the things that you're learning are not just applicable to uh, this little computer, but right. also to other computers. Yeah, and once you, can you get port started, it to other stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's really good because it'll give you the foundation, the basics that you need to be able to to build more complex programs. And uh, and once you get that that foot in the door where you've got that understanding, then it's really all. It's just up to you about how far you want to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited to see how this develops and whether or not it ends up being a successful program. I certainly hope it is because it's clear that, that the the people who are part of this foundation, their hearts are in the right place. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, you know, they recognize that creating an accessible machine is just part of the problem. You can't, you know, you can't just give people access to stuff and expect that to solve everything. But uh, it's a good first step. So hopefully maybe, maybe in a, a generation or two, <laughs> maybe maybe less, but maybe like in in ten years when uh, Cambridge is looking at the peop- the students that are are applying to study computers, they're going to find that uh, they're much more um, uh, knowledgeable about mm-hmm. the the field than the folks who applied this year. Yep. No no uh, slight against anyone who's at Cambridge, by the way. No. I mm-hmm. have I have uh, nothing but respect for your comedy programs. What? I mean, that produced half of Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, and, and another nice thing is, uh, since it is a, a charity organization, I feel comfortable giving out their address on the podcast, which is Raspberry Pi with, you know, P-I, not the, with an E. Right. Um, dot org. Now, uh, dot com is also, also belongs to them, but that's the store specifically. If you want to learn more about the device and the, and the group that, that, uh, is making it and, and all of that, uh, go to the raspberrypi.org site and they will, uh, provide you with all the information you need there. But, yep. Um, and I can't wait to see what kind of crazy hacks come out of all this. Cause you know, there are going to be people out there who are going to apply this in ways that we just can't even conceive of at this moment. Oh yeah. And, yeah. uh, and those are going to be really awesome. It's going to have an instant following, I think, just yeah. because it's so affordable and, uh, people are going to want to mess with it. Yeah. Even yeah. people who are not necessarily, uh, you know, the people you would consider makers or hackers now, I think they'll go, hey, you know what? I can afford that. I'm going to try it. Yeah. I got an extra monitor laying around here. I can plug this thing in and go. Or heck, I, I've got an extra HDMI cable. I can take over the TV exactly. every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, neat. It'll be fun. So, uh, yeah, I, if any of you out there end up purchasing a, a Raspberry Pi and you start playing with it, and uh, you guys have like your own experiences. Definitely let us know. Maybe we'll do a follow-up episode at some point and That'll talk about sort of the the experiences people have had with this device and sort of the, the you know what they've discovered with it, whether or not they found it helpful to 
have something like this to, while learning to program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to hear that kind of information. So uh, hopefully in a few months we'll be able to hear back from some of you guys as uh, you experiment with this if you choose to go out and buy one of these. Um, and uh, we'll revisit the topic at that point. That uh, but if you guys have anything else you would like us to talk about, any other specific subjects, you can let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle there is techstuffhsw, or send us an email. Our address is techstuff at discovery.com. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House to Fork staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The House of Works iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 